Hello there, good morning and welcome to this, the WP Builds Weekly WordPress News. This is number 105. It covers the WordPress news for the week commencing the 9th of March 2020, and it was published on Monday the 16th of March 2020. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and a few quick things before we begin. Please head over to the WPBuilds.com website. There you will find all of the things that we do. It's 99.9% .9 related to WordPress, so if you're into WordPress, well, go check it out. There's a couple of particular pages, though. WPBuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Over there, you're going to find a ton of ways to keep in touch with what we do. So, for example, a couple of newsletters, one of which tells you when we produce new content like this, the news on a Monday and the podcast, which comes out on a Thursday. There's another list as well, though, which will alert you every time we find a WordPress deal on the Internet and they come thick and fast. Also, there's ways to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast player. And perhaps you wouldn't mind joining one of the ways that we push out our content. So, for example, our Facebook group, a place of over 2,400 WordPressers. It's very friendly. And there's our YouTube channel and a whole bunch of other things as well. So go check that out, wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. I'd also recommend wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. I keep saying it's a bit like Black Friday, but every day of the week, it's a page full of filterable search, searchable deals. You can get 10, 15, 20, 25, and up percent off a ton of WordPress products, plugins, themes, and the like. So yeah, check that out, wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. And lastly, wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise. If you have a product or service that you would like to put in front of a WordPress specific audience, well, podcast seems like a good place to do it because the audience is so aligned to WordPress. Anyway, a company that have done it is Kinsta. Are you tired of unreliable or slow hosting? If so, check out Kinsta, who takes managed WordPress hosting to the next level. Powered by the Google Cloud Platform, all their plans include PHP 7, SSH, and 24-7 expert support. And you can migrate today for free at kinster.com. And we do thank them for helping us to put on the WP Builds weekly WordPress news. One quick one just before we start the news. Head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash UI. This week we are doing our monthly UI UX session. I'll be joined with Peach and Neri and we'll go live. If you would like to submit your website so that she can take a look at it from a UI UX point of view and drop bombs of intelligent advice on you, then go to that page and you'll be able to fill out the form. And you never know, you might be on this week or it might be might be put into a queue for the for the next time we do it, probably in April. OK, let's get on with the news. We always block our WordPress news into different sections, and the first section is always WordPress core. A couple of items for you this time around. The first one is over at WordPress.org, and it's to say that WordPress 5.4 Release Candidate 2 has dropped. We're hoping for a release of WordPress 5.4 on the 31st of March, and um, yeah, so we have a second release candidate, mean, meaning hopefully that very, very little is going to change. There have been five fixes since release candidate one. The block editor, update WordPress packages, WordPress 5.4 to release candidate two. Bundle themes, the 2020 content font CSS selector is too important. There's been a fix to the REST API, something to do with the block editor, and another bundle themes. Basically, all very minor stuff that you won't need to worry about. However, if you want to beta test it, you can go to that page and get yourself signed up. The next one is about WordPress 5.4 and the fact that in the new editor, the default will be full screen mode, which is a little bit of a surprise. 
In this piece on WordPress Tavern, Justin Tadlock writes that this was kind of slipped in at the last minute. In other words, it was slipped in a couple of hours before the release candidate was released. And this was all very confusing because normally we have to go through a, a long process of getting it getting it accepted. And it all resides on the shoulders of Matt Mullenweg. He says, this one is on me as the release lead. I've been meaning to get this in for a while, but it got lost in the shuffle. I'm very comfortable with the decision to have full screen by default, given the user testing we've seen and other qualitative feedback. And so, basically from now on, if you open up a new WordPress block editor screen, there are a few caveats to this. So for example, if you've been using non-full screen mode, I think it will still revert to that, but there are a few instances. So for example, Justin writes, the editor will be in full screen mode the first time a user opens the editor in a new installation on a new device or whenever a WordPress re or whenever WordPress resets a user's preferences. So there are some caveats. Anyway, it's going to go full screen, which is a little bit different. I mean, literally, it just gets rid of the admin menu. There is a little arrow at the top left at the moment, which one might expect would open up the WP admin, you know, the sidebar on the left-hand side, but it doesn't. It takes you to the view posts section of the website, you know, all posts, as it were. And uh, that seems a little bit strange. Perhaps Justin says they're going to put the WordPress logo in to, to maybe to, to add that capability. Anyway, I don't really have a problem with it. It's a little bit strange that it was snuck in at the 11th hour when everybody was expecting nothing to be changed because everything ought to be locked down. But other than that, a bit of a minor thing. Quite nice, actually. The next section is entitled Community, and as you very well might expect, the community news this week largely revolves around the topic of COVID-19. The first piece comes from 2020.europe.wordcamp.org and this is to say sadly that WordCamp Europe has been postponed. I emphasise the word postponed because it hasn't been cancelled. In fact the, the latest news that I've got is that it's going to be happening in Porto in the same location, the same venue uh, in 2021 so we'll have to see how that goes but it has been postponed for now. Obviously, if you were intending to go, you might need to look into getting refunds and so on. The ticket itself will be refunded automatically. They do make the point that if you've used PayPal more than half a year ago, it might take a little time to do that. But nevertheless, it should automatically go straight back into your bank account or whatever means that it is that you paid. They've also written a letter which you can use to prove to people like insurance companies, hotels and airlines and so on that this is in fact a legitimate cancellation and so on. And um, yeah, sad news. Um, and yeah, I, I wish that it were happening. But obviously, in these in the current climate, we've got to we've got to do what's wise for everybody. Very much related to that is a project that I was involved in. It's over on WPNUP.org. There was the Head2 project, which involved myself and a few others, notably uh, Carol Ollinger. Dan maybe we were going to ride on bikes from Berlin to Porto and we've been getting ourselves fit and healthy in order to do that well for the for the exact same reasons that the WordCamp itself has been cancelled this event has also been cancelled and if you click on the link in the show notes you can find out what the reasons are for that and now that we know that it is taking place in the same venue next year you never know the the same kind of event might might well take place next year we'll we'll just have to see 
Again, related to that is obviously if you're a, a big sponsor to these events, then it might be something that you, you feel a little bit disappointed. You've geared yourself up for sponsoring at a WordCamp and you've got all of your bits and pieces ready and your messaging and all of your documents created, but you've now really got no outlet for that, but yet you still would like to have your message put out. And Joe Casabona actually has quite an interesting piece this week called Using Podcast Sponsorship to Replace Event Sponsorships. And so he's essentially saying Saying that, why not replace the the money that you had aligned for sponsorship at real world events? If you can't find a replacement real world event, then what about a podcast sponsorship? He says, on the whole, it's more affordable. You may well get a larger reach for it. The the audio adverts, especially, they do last forever. And I know that's the case in our podcast. We don't have some sort of clever technology to, to whip the adverts out of the audio. And, um, you know, a whole bunch of other reasons for things like that. So, yeah, I would definitely encourage people to go out and, and sponsor podcasts. And as I said at the top of the show, uh, the WP Builds podcast is open for sponsorship should you need to do it. Okay, back on WP Tavern. Obviously, with the events being cancelled around the world due to COVID-19, there is a whole load of other stuff that's getting closed down. So businesses, schools, all sorts of things. And Justin Tadlock on WordPress Tavern has a piece entitled Advice for Newcomers to Remote Work. And in it, he goes through some of the some of the things that he's learnt over the last, I think he said it was about 15 years that he's been working remotely. It might have been 12. Anyway, it's over a decade. And the things which he enjoys about working from home are the things that we all enjoy working from home. You know, you get your your own schedule and you don't have to uh, arrive at a particular time and so on. This is nice, but if you're new to freelance working, if you like, or working from home, if you've suddenly been told you have to work from home because your business place is shutting down, well, this piece is good for you. He talks about how you need organisation and structure and also how you need to make sure that you don't kind of lock yourself away and forget about the social side of life and the relationships. And yeah, it, it's a really nice piece. I would concur with most of it. But keeping the structure going, if you've had a lot of structure in your life, is going to be important over the weeks and days and weeks to come. Matt Mullenweg also contributes to this topic. He's got the coronavirus and remote work experiment no one asked for. And in it, he lays out how Automatic have been doing this for a long time. And so they're in a great position to offer some really solid advice. He's also been doing the distributed podcast for a little while in which he talks about how his his company has been using distributed work. And, and so this has made him a bit of a, a focus for businesses who've suddenly had to go all remote. And he's saying things like, you know, sign up for a decent tool, use something like Zoom conferencing, get yourself some good headphones, get some noise cancellation software, get into something like Slack or Basecamp to keep your to keep your business you know, the participants in your business, your employees and managers and so on in the loop. Do do regular meetups. It doesn't have to be in person, but go for conference calls and basically get yourself a routine outside of the, the physical environment that you've been used to. So, yeah, a whole ton of stuff there all about COVID-19 and um, obviously some of it disappointing, but a lot of it very helpful and giving you some advice for what you can do going forwards. The last one in the community section this week is over on academy.hubspot.com entitled WordPress Training Course, How to Build a WordPress Website Using Elementor. It's a completely free course. It's very short, actually. It's divided up into three sections, getting started with WordPress, setting up your WordPress website, and how to build a website with WordPress and Elementor. It's 
the whole thing is just over an hour and they say that after doing this in this tutorial you will learn everything you need to know about how to get started building a WordPress website for your business from setting up your domain all the way to making your website both functional and beautiful so if you're brand new to WordPress and you've got yourself into Elementor and you're looking for some free tutorials that's quick and easy to follow well go and have a look at this the next section is all about plugins, themes and blocks and I felt we needed cheering up after the last section and so Justin Tadlock writes on WordPress Tavern this is so good you've got to go and look the wacky world of sorta brilliant sorta fun block plugins and this is all about um, a chap whose name is Hamzy, uh, his name is Nick Hamzy, and um, and he apparently has a bit of a history of making quirky plugins. The article goes on to say that essentially he doesn't really doesn't really like the way WordPress is going. He finds it all to be a little bit boring. Most themes are all of a similar fashion, and everybody's talking about the business case for WordPress all the time. And he just basically wants to inject some fun back in. And so he's he's got this suite of WordPress plugins that all do minimal things. Um, so, for example, he's got this peculiar pointers block, which allows you to replace the pointer, the cursor on the screen. And Justin has clearly used it on this article. And rather than having the hand icon or the little arrow, which we're so familiar with, there's a there's a little cartoon mushroom which which is being used. He's obviously used some kind of block to create the gradient and typing text at the top as well. But there's a whole bunch of other ones. Um, he has a, a thing called Block Garden and a website called Sorta Brilliant where he goes through this. It's a whole bunch of things to make your images look really strange, you know, like really, really strange, kind of blurred and janky and uh, a bit negative. It's it's very, I can't really explain it. You have to go onto the website and look. And then he's also got plugins which from which you can create memes. You can write onto images uh, called Meme Me. <laughs> That's just brilliant. So I would say if you're feeling a little bit morose or down in the dumps, then go and check out this piece because it's it's sure to cheer you up it's very frivolous you in all likelihood won't ever use the stuff that's created but if you're feeling a bit adventurous and just want to create a post with a bit of wackiness then this is worth checking out one of the block creation tools that we've never really spoken about too much is one called Stackable. And they have reached version 2.3 of their Stackable suite. And on their website, we have an article entitled Introducing the Design Library and New Block Designs. I think this is really worth a look, actually. They, they have a button inside the block editor. I have to confess, I think the button is a bit over the top with their logo on it and all. But nevertheless, they, you click that button and up comes a great big pop-up. And you can see they've got 139 block designs, many of which look very, very compelling, you know, for just about every single thing. No doubt Hamzy from the last article would be uh, sighing, but, uh, you know, nevertheless, here they are. And you can click on them and install them. I'm sure you've seen this kind of functionality in things like the Astra theme and so on. You can filter them, you can sort by color and so on, and then you just add them onto your page. Once you've done that, you can then swap them out and you can alter the, the, the configuration options in the right hand side of the of the block editor and so on they've also added a sort of refresh button and they're going to be adding blocks on a sort of well very very common basis and they're going to update that library every day but if you're halfway through a day you can click this refresh button and, and if any have come out 
then it will they will appear in that pop-up. There's also a no padding option if you want to remove the padding and, and quite a few bug fixes as well. But I would say if you want to see something, yeah, really quite nice to, to look at and a ton of designs all gathered up into one place, this looks pretty good. So go to the link in the show notes. A couple of pieces surrounding the WooCommerce 4.0 release. I've got a piece entitled A Look at the WooCommerce Admin Now in Core. This is over on bobwp.com and it is to say that the admin interface, which was previously a, a separate plugin, which was called WooCommerce Admin, I believe, it is now rolled into Core. So you get all of these reports and you get this lovely display. You can choose how charts are displayed. You can categorize the information and show the data that's important to you, set specific date ranges and so on. Well, that's all now in Core. There's some large screenshots on Bob's webpage. And he also mentions that you can customize this for your own needs so that you can toggle the reports and put things on or off, make them visible or invisible. So total sales, average sale order, items sold, returns, tax, and so on. You can just toggle them on and off, which is nice. And a whole bunch of other things which he alludes to. Another article covering the same topic, but from a different perspective, is Justin Tadlock's WordPress Tavern post called WooCommerce 4.0 lands with new admin interface and updated onboarding experience. He makes slightly more technical points and he's basically saying because this is a major release, don't just go updating it. Get a backup first and preferably test this on a staging environment. There are things which are different. So for example, there are changes to the action scheduler library. This is a background job which runs bundled in WordPress and in the past it was a custom post type. It stored its data in a custom post type and now it's been switched over to a custom database table which should make it faster but it also might cause some breaking changes he goes on about the things that he likes the updating the updated onboarding process and so on and so forth but yeah big news for woocommerce users Friend of the podcast, Andre Gagnon, he's been on several times, has a tool called Project Huddle. It's a, like sticky notes for web websites, he describes it. And it's a way of you communicating with your clients and they can give feedback all about how they think your website build is going. Well, it's had a bit of a new release this week. There's lots of nice features. The piece that he's written is entitled New Release, Website Approvals and a Gorgeous New Toolbar. So they have, they've got a nice new toolbar. It's got the option to add your logo to it, which is great for branding purposes. It's kind of maximizable and minimizable. You can make it make it really small or really large. But the, the key features are that you can actually now do website approvals and get sign off so they can, so for example, you could sign off a particular part of the page or you could sign the entire website by clicking a button. You can agree to terms of terms and conditions and so on and so forth. So that's, that's a really nice feature. And he's also got this thing called activity feed, which he says is your very own time machine. In the sidebar of every website project is an activity feed tracking every action from the moment you started the project. If you're looking for something someone did but you can't remember when they did it just scroll it's great you've kind of there are attached screenshots you can filter through to relevant content um, and so on and this is great and speaking of filters he mentions the fact that he's got a whole bunch of new filters in there as well and they've also added an undo button. You can hide all the comments with the click of a button. And basically, it's a huge update to this, you know, already fabulous product. So Project Huddle users, well, go check this out. The next one I'm going to touch on very briefly, it's the Publish Press plugin. They have five new features added to their Publish Press permissions free. I'll just list them off. Specific editing permissions for content, categories and tags. 
category and tag permissions, parent page permissions, media permissions, and default visibility. So if you are using that plugin, there's a nice update with some nice new features. The next section is entitled Deals from this week. The first two are in response to COVID-19. A couple of companies, and I'm talking about Loom and TechSmith, are offering significant, significantly different products during this period where people are probably going to have to do a lot more remote working. And so some of the tools in the technology space are going to be helpful to that. Well, Loom is a screencasting tool and they've basically cut the price of their plans and added features to their plans. So there might be a higher number of videos limit on the, the, the plan that you, the, which has the cheapest pricing and so on and so forth. So basically they're just giving a load more away in this period. And TechSmith are also offering a lot of a lot of free use of their tools. So for example, they have things like Snagit and they've got a video offering as well. And they're going to be free to use until the 30th of June. So I just think that's fabulous. The other deals are deals that I've mentioned in the past. I've got a link to the WP Builds deals page um, as well as the and a link there so that you can sign up for deals um, so that when I hear about them, I will alert you as, as soon as I hear about them. But also I've got deals over on AppSumo for MailPoet, Wishlist Member, WP Data Tables, Happy Forms and WP Fomify, which I think is unchanged since last week. The next section is the security section. We do a very light touch on this. And so I've got six things for you today, four of which are from WordFence. I'll do those first. So I'm just going to list off the names of the plugins and the, you know, if there's anything particularly jumps out at me, I will mention that. But I keep, a, as I say, a light touch. A hundred thousand sites are using a, a Pop-up Builder plugin. Its name is Pop-up Builder, and there was a vulnerability discovered this week. Again, WordFence can explain more about that. There's another article on WordFence entitled Active Attack on Zero Day in Custom Searchable Data Entry System plugin. That's a bit of a mouthful. So Custom Searchable Data Entry System. Zero day vulnerability in theme Rex add-ons. This has now been patched. Apparently 44,000 sites were affected on this one. But if you recognize the name theme Rex add-ons, you might want to go and check that out. And import export WordPress users plugin. Over 30,000 installs. There was a vulnerability patched on March the 11th. So again, Go check all of those out. I've got two articles which sum up lots of the things that have happened in the last period. The first one is at WebArcs. It's one of these scrolling articles where you can just go through, look at the names of the plugins, look at the, the thumbnails of their, you know, the, the sort of like the icons, the logos for those plugins. So, for example, there's, um, there's some of the ones that we've just mentioned, but there's others. XML file export and import for stamps.com and WooCommerce is mentioned. And so, yeah, I've got that on WebArcs and on iTunes themes just scroll through those quickly and see if any of those plugins shout out at you and if they are shouting out at you maybe go and get them updated ASAP the totally self-promotional WP builds bit it is to say that David and I had our first debate this week. It's episode 170. It was called Page Builders versus the Block Editor. And in it, we pit ourselves. David was in the red corner for Page Builders, and I was uh, in the blue corner standing up for Gottenberg. And we have our little chat about that. It was quite a nice new new format. Normally, we, we spend our time agreeing with each other. In this case, we decided to deliberately disagree. I think we'll do a few of these because it's quite fun. But yeah, Page Builders versus the Block Editor. 
editor, aka Gottenberg. It was nice. And also, just a quick reminder, Peach and Eri and I are doing our website URUX on the 18th of March at 2pm UK time. Go to wpbuilds.com forward slash UI if you'd like to submit your site, but please set it in your calendar and join us live and you can comment on everything that we say. Jobs is the next section. I've just got one for you this week, and you'll to see it, you'll have to be a member of the WP Builds Facebook group group because Stuart Brameld has posted a job. He said, I hope it's okay to post this. Uh, I'm looking for a freelance web designer that knows Beaver Builder or Thema, or and Thema, I should say, and has experience working on large corporate enterprise sites. He says the pay is approximately £400 a day. You need to be based in the UK. And, uh, and and it goes on. There's there's all sorts of other things that he describes. But you can reach out to him in the in our Facebook group. But you will have to join in order to become uh, to see that particular job. But yeah, Beaver Builder Thema developers. There's a job if you are based in the UK. That's all the WordPress news I've got for you this week. But stick around because we always have a little bit of non-WordPress but useful anyway right at the end. A couple of pieces. And this one is really another coronavirus but from a completely different point of view. It's about how ISPs... Now, this piece, I should say, is on TechCrunch and it's very much an America-centric thing. Obviously, the, the ISPs and the carriers for your mobile phones and so on are going to be different. There'll be different laws and so on. But it seems that in the United States, you have kind of data caps where you pay for a certain amount of data maybe that's on a mobile plan or maybe even coming into your you know your landline your broadband at home and during this period with people working at home there's going to be a huge spike in the in the amount of data that crosses over the wires and the the article it's really interestingly written i like the way they writ, wrote it it says the first is that a company that sends a subscriber a 150 dollar overage fee because they had to work from home for a month and ran over their data cap is going to be radioactive the optics on it are so bad that my guess is that most companies are quietly setting forgiveness policies in place to prevent it from happening so, of course, companies don't want to be seen in a bad light. It is a bit unnecessary in this day and age with the internet and the infrastructure that we've got to add data caps. But obviously it makes these companies money. But maybe, maybe this is the time that that is going to change with everybody working from home and expectations going through the roof and these companies being able to supply it at no extra cost, if in fact that's how it turns out. Maybe this is how it's going to be from now on. Maybe the coronavirus will bring... Bring a new way of pricing your internet in the future. The last piece I've got for you today is over on The Verge and it's entitled How Social Networks Can Do Good While We're All Trapped Indoors. And it's exactly that. It is basically saying, you know, if you are going to be working from home and you're going to be stuck inside your home for a lengthy period of time, what about thinking about getting yourself set up with some some setup so that you can have a kind of social life get the, get the ball rolling get your co-workers or people in your your family or your friends get them involved in zoom calls start to use facebook as a platform to to share video conferencing and so on and so forth you never know it might be something that once you get the ball rolling you you rather enjoy and so there are a few suggestions on this website about how you can do it and what software you can use in order to do it Right, that's it for this week. I hope that you enjoyed it and that you found it useful. Please, 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 if you did find it useful, put a little comment somewhere, maybe on the 
on the post itself on the wpbuilds.com website or you could add a comment on a Facebook post that we put out to do with this particular piece. Anything you like, send me an email if you like, I don't mind, but it's really nice. One thing which really does help is if you can give us a, a, a an iTunes review. I know it's not called iTunes anymore. Apple Podcasts or a Google Podcast or a Spotify review. Something like that would go down really well. I really appreciate that. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by Kinsta. Kinsta takes managed WordPress hosting to the next level. Powered by the Google Cloud Platform, your site is secured like Fort Knox and runs on speed obsessive architecture. You get access to the latest software and developer tools such as PHP 7, SSH and staging environments. And the best part? Their expert team of WordPress engineers are available 24-7 if you need help. And you can migrate today for free at kinsta.com. Okay, please join us at some point in the week, Thursday for the podcast, next Monday for the next edition of the WordPress Weekly News. And although I don't think I've mentioned it, we do go live at 2pm UK time every Monday so that we can go through in a live way the news that we've just talked about. I'm going to be joined by this week, hopefully by Paul Lacey, Bernard Grenot and Anshan LaRue. So join us 2pm UK time. That'll be on the day this podcast goes out. But that's all I've got for you this week. Bye-bye for now.